Hello, everyone. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for tuning in to the Modern Psychic Podcast. I'm your host, Naomi Haig. Let's get magical. Hey, it's Naomi. Thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate it. I have Nicole Leslie on the podcast, and she first starts out with a challenge, which I was not expecting. And so you'll hear that right away. And but it was really fun. And I being an Aries, <laughs> you know, uh, accepted the challenge. So I hope you like it. Nicole is an amazing human and she has the biggest, sweetest, most kindest heart. So I know you're going to love her. I also wanted to take a second to talk about my mentorship that I am opening up. This is a chance to work with me one-on-one. I have packages available for three-month and six-month mentorship opportunities. We meet each week for 90 minutes at a time. Uh, We go through developing a spiritual practice for yourself, whether you have one or not, we strengthen that. If you already have one, uh, developing your spiritual gifts, again, the same, no matter what kind of level or expertise you're at, I believe that there's always room to grow. And I have a knack for helping people stretch and, and grow in those areas. It's been really fun. And when we're working with energy, it's a whole different type of work. I'm working with entrepreneurs that are doing amazing things in their businesses because of this work that we're doing together. And so if you are interested in joining, I do all my sessions through Zoom. So it doesn't matter where in the world you are. You can click the link in the show notes and book a discovery call with me and we can walk through what's available and what you're looking for and seeing if that's a great fit for you. So I'd love to connect with you in that way. So without further ado, here's the episode. Good morning, Nicole. How are you? Hi, good morning. Good so far. How about you? So far, so good too. Yeah, it's been a pretty mellow morning. So those are always nice, huh? (laughs) Yeah, sometimes. I don't know if mine was as mellow, but you know, it's (laughs) like... Well, this is Nicole Leslie. She's the owner of Lone Kitten Tattoos. Uh, She's a tattoo artist and a piercer. She's the creator of the self-love club at Lone Kitten Tattoos, which we'll definitely dive into. Me and Nicole met when I was living in St. George. Uh, She owns Lone Kitten Tattoos, which is an all-female tattoo parlor and in piercing. Um, And so it was really cool to be able to connect with you and to get my first well, I guess they were second and third tattoos from you. <laughs> and I don't know, we just hit it off and it was just like we we knew each other and it was just all like universally come together. And, you know, it's just been really cool and chill. And I love following your journey and, you know, staying in contact in these little bitty ways. But yeah, so thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. This is kind of exciting. I've never been on a podcast before. So I'm like, okay, let's go for it. Let's see how it goes. But I think I've known you. I was thinking about it. 
And it's got to be like four years going on four half years, maybe five. And I was thinking like, okay, how did I meet Naomi? And um, we did kind of like a women's kind of expo. It was like outdoor and um, we had a booth, you had a booth and you were doing your card readings. And that's how I met you is you did a card reading for me. Yeah. You did a card reading for me and it really just got me. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I would love to meet with you personally. And then we did that. You came to the shop and we did, um, you did a reading for me. Right. Oh, I and was, totally spaced that. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and I also wanted to ask too, I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, but, and I don't know if it's something that you like to do on a podcast, but is, is anyone coming through to you for me at all right now? Or Ooh, Yeah, let's do this. This is exciting. All right. On the spot. Let's see. I'm just going to close my eyes. I'm going to kind of try to tap in. And um, so, okay. No, this is, this is fun. I like this. So let's see here. So the first person that wanted to come through, there was two kind of in line, but the one is like, let me go first. <laughs> both, both men. Um, and this really? feels like, let's okay. see. Uh, this feels like this is grandpa on, this feels like grandpa on your dad's side. Did you know your grandpa oh. on your father's side? No, I okay. didn't. He passed away before I was born, but I've, I've heard a lot um, about him through my dad. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, and this feels like, so you and your dad are still really close, right? Like in yes. proximity, I'm feeling like. Yes. Okay. Um, because yeah, this feels like this is something to do with him, um, the the reading and so, or, or the message anyway. Um, but right off, he just feels like the type of person, um, he feels like he was somebody that, how do I want to describe his personality? Because because it's, it's kind of, it kind of shifts back and forth. It's like, okay, I'm serious. Now I'm really goofy. Now I'm serious again. Now I'm, you know, pretty goofy or, or I can play around. And so- okay. It's, it's like you never knew. It's kind of like a Gemini energy. You never knew which one you were going to get <laughs> at okay. what time. And, and your dad can verify this or not. But yeah, like oh, I'm definitely going to ask him. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's that's just kind of the, the, you know, what I'm getting from this. It felt like he was more serious when they got a little bit older because he was trying to, you know, kind of mold them or teach them how to be man and I'm, I'm getting do your dad have brothers um he did he actually um his mother abandoned all the children oh, when wow. my dad was really really young oh um and so he actually had I think it was 10 siblings oh because um, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm feeling a lot I'm, I'm feeling a, a good bit of boys there so yeah mm -hmm. um and I say good but I got two and so it felt like more than two <laughs> two brothers yeah, but. He, but he did he I think some of them he was he was really uh you know close with mm -hmm. one of my uncles yeah mm -hmm. okay all right Couple of them. yeah oh yeah because yeah it feels like your grandfather um you know really instilled a lot of responsibility discipline you know in the boys more than the girls um just you know so that they can be raised to be men is what I'm getting. And so it feels like there was a lot more um, seriousness at times, like the older they got, you know, they got kind of the more serious version, but then as they 
started, you know, their own families and whatnot, then it was more the lighthearted, like, okay, mm -hmm. I can relax around you guys again. And, you know, um, bring out a little bit of more playful side with your grandfather. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's oh, just cool. kind of what I'm getting right off. He definitely feels like he was someone, it's like, he didn't try to let the stress show, you know, um, when, when he was doing everything he had to do, but like, I I'm really feeling a lot of stress on the inside, like, and, and it feels like it took a toll on his body. Like, I feel like he, felt, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah, I feel like he felt like an old man at a younger age than most people. <laughs> and so, uh, and, and I feel like, and, and he's just kind of making, he's just kind of saying that that is something that caught up with him, you know, throughout life. It's like, oh, it caught up with me pretty quickly, the aches and the pains and the different, you know, um, things that were going on with his body. And so I feel like that was, you know, part of why he left so early is, you know, just a lot of body stress, you know, stress in the body is what I'm getting. But he wants to come forward because he feels like, well, th this is kind of a twofer. This is for you and for your your dad as well. <laughs> but um, there's there's this sense that you know for for you that things are things are going good, but they're like it feels like the momentum and the energy is picking up, and it feels like more people are kind of starting to lean on you, and um, and so the boundaries aren't as strong as they used to be. Is what I'm getting. <laughs> And he's just kind of reminding you, like, there has to be some good boundaries because that you have to take care of your body. You have to, you know, take care of you first. And sure. so, you know, other people have to learn how to stand on their own feet and you can be there, but you don't have to carry the burdens of other people because that's going to just make your body go downhill. That's a wonderful message for right now. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And. And I'm feeling with your, with your father, there is this sense of like, the, okay, how do I want to put this? There's this sense that your father is starting to feel the aches and the pains. And he's just kind of like, he's making, uh, your grandfather's making me feel like your father's just kind of accepting that as I'm old and it ran in the family. So it makes sense why I would have this. And he's like, no, like that it's. It, it's not because it was passed on, you know, like it's because he, ca he carried his own stress similar. And so okay. maybe the, like the habit of holding the stress in, you know, was, was passed on, but he can change it. Like, it's not something okay. that just like, okay, this is, these are your cards and you got to play them and you got to play them this way. And that's the only way you can play them, you know, like sure. he can still shift a lot of things within him and with within his health if he believed that he can you know um and so not to take any like I'm, I'm getting a couple of doctors opinions of like this is how it is and so this is the only options like you don't have a lot of options or whatever the case and he's just taking it as like okay I'm starting to dig myself a grave you know like <laughs> and, and your grandfather's like no like no don't do that don't go there there's multiple options and multiple ways of getting out of your current situation and so you know um it's about 
believing it's about getting rid of the stress and getting rid of this idea that you don't have a choice. Okay. I'm, he's going to be really happy to hear that because he's definitely um, going through the aches and pains and he has for a while. And he's just, he's an emotional guy. He's a sensitive guy, you know, and I think um, hearing this will be really healthy for him and hopefully he's able to let some things go and feel better in his body. (laughs) Good. Good. Yeah. So yeah, your, your grandfather was a very strong man, but it did take a toll on him for sure. Like the, you know, the way that he had to adjust and, and, you know, take on everything. And, and he literally like let it all in and took it on and and held it for a lot of people. And so, yeah, it was just so much stress and he kind of prided himself on not asking for help, but then that, that kind of went towards his demise, you know, of like his body and stuff. So, yeah, like, like he was just like, you know, I'm, I'm going to come in, but then grandpa's like, hold on, let me, let me go first. (laughs) Cool. I just feel like with your brother, um, there's this sense of like, it, it, it just feels like the, the time, like, I don't know if Halloween was his favorite holiday or maybe, you know, like the holidays coming up and stuff. And, He's just showing me that there's a lot more remembering about him and you're kind of calling him in a lot more, um, Mm -hmm. for, from the remembering and, and whatnot. And so he's just here to, you know, just kind of confirm, like, I hear it all. I know, you know, that, that you all miss me and I'm, I'm receiving all this love and all this support. And he, okay. He knows that you're receiving his messages that he's been showing you, you and, um, you know, like it, it, it's just validating that communication is still open and I'm receiving from you and you're receiving from me. And so like, this is how we're communicating now and it's working and it's good. So, you know, not to worry and not to think that you have to do any more to try to get it to him. Like he, he's got it. Yeah. And he knows, and he's just also, uh, he, he's just also encouraging this sense of like, it feels like the family, like, like your family, you and your kids are like, like the kids are moving forward, but it's at like a really slow and like almost, I'm too worried about what might happen. And so I'm going to go extra, extra slow <laughs> um, within my growth and within the things that I'm saying I want, like, it's like, uh, you know, kind of in this, like, I, I'm overly cautious about moving forward. And so it, it feels like you and your kids, like, with your own journeys, you uh-huh. know, things and you're, you're moving towards them. But it's like, he he's just telling you to like, you can pick up the pace a little bit, you don't have to go so carefully and worry so much just because you don't know what's out there, or you don't know how it's going to work. Um, and okay. so because he makes me feel like he was like a like more of a risk taker like he liked to do things for the adrenaline and for fun and so just like like just get in there and do it just don't call to do it just get in there and you know believe that it it'll work out or or you might fall and you just get back up and you keep going you know but like you don't have to be so overly cautious about you know your growth and what you're trying to, to achieve yeah. And, but, but he's just kind of like showing me the gamut, like all of you. <laughs> in okay. ways. So yeah, but he's making me feel like you, 
are, you know, you're, you're kind of the one that they look up to. And so, you know, if you're, if, if they have an idea and you're like, well, just make sure you go quiet, just make sure, yeah. you're careful, like, just make sure you're careful, then, then they take that to heart. And so mm-hmm. he's, you know, just encouraging all of you, but, but, if, but you're the example. So if you do it and jump in and just say, you know, I'm just going to give it a try and want to see how it works. I believe in myself, you know, and like, sure. then they'll follow suit is what I'm feeling. Yes. Definitely needed to hear that message too. Thank you. Good. <laughs> Good, good. Well, again, thanks for doing that. Cause yeah, I, um, my last podcast episode that just aired, um, before this was a mini series where I talked about mediumship and then I did some readings for people. And so this is the second time I've actually done it on the podcast, but not, I've never had one like on the spot. So yeah, that was fun. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So I want to get into your backstory and what got you started if you see a picture of Nicole, um, or, you know, follow her on Instagram on Lone Kitten Tattoos, you might see a, a lot of different pictures of her. She's got some amazing tattoos. And so, you know, she's definitely a tattoo lover. And I want to know where that all started and why create a space where it's just like female but, you know, an all-female tattoo parlor. Like, what was the inspiration behind that? Well, the inspiration on the tattoos, I don't know if it's a story to get into on the podcast or not. Okay, that's totally uh, fine. I mean, we could, you know, uh, when you, I was checking the boxes, what do you want to talk about? What do you not want to talk about? I'm like, you know, I'm just going to leave it open and see how it goes. And if I have to kind of divert a question you know, you're intuitive. So I'm sure you could kind of like pick that up or whatever. So I'm just going to be honest. But um, when I was younger, I um, worked at a strip club and I had no tattoos at that time. I was very young and there was a woman that worked there and I'd never seen anybody with so many tattoos before. And I really, really thought they were beautiful. There was no colors. It was all just black and gray work. And I just really, really thought it was beautiful. And honestly, that's that's where it came from. I just, you know, and so little by little, I kind of started getting a little more and a little more. Um, and then I started getting piercings. And I remember we did like a family photo with me and the kids. And uh, I was like, man, I don't know. The piercings and the tattoos are a little too hardcore, like, it's a little too much. I like it, but maybe I'll take the piercings out and I'll just stick to the tattoos. So, so I just did that. So, um, uh, but I just kind of started getting tattoo after tattoo. I think the very first tattoo I got, I gave myself. And, um, at that time I was staying at a friend's house with their parents. Cause I kind of had a little bit of a troubled youth, I guess you could say. And I'd actually forgot about it for a really long time until she remembered me until she, she reminded me and she said, so do you remember when you tattooed yourself when you were staying with me and you spilt the ink all over my parents' white carpet? And I'm like, holy shit, I don't remember that. But now that we're talking about it, I think I do. And oh my gosh, like, come on, Nicole, you know? But that was just me. That was me. So I gave myself my first tattoo and I was just kind of a little daisy on the arm. Eventually I got it kind of covered up, you know, and and fixed up and stuff like that. It wasn't necessarily the best tattoo, but um people always ask me out in public are you a tattoo artist and I'd say no gosh I'd love to be a tattoo artist but I figured 
with being a single mom of three kids that it just, it wasn't anything that would happen for me. You know, how do you do that? You know, you have to work nights and weekends and all this stuff. And um, so what happened was I actually just had the opportunity to be able to do it. And, and I took it and I worked really, really hard and saved all the money that I had. And I was so broke and we were so poor. And I remember even my daughter who now tattoos at the shop, but she was really young and she said, mom, we're so broke. We're so poor. You know, it's so dumb. What a dumb idea. Why are you doing this? And I said, just hang in there with me, hang in there <laughs> with me, you know, and here we are, we've had a shop for eight years and, and she tattoos there, you know, but it was kind of a, it was a hard transition for me at that time in my life. I was just out of a relationship of seven years, real toxic relationship. Um, my brother, the one that just came through for you, um, <laughs> he was really sick. Um, he was at the end stages of, of his cancer. And, uh, you know, the shop I apprenticed in, it was just kind of a rough environment. I remember going in and one day, like the utilities weren't on. It was just kind of like uh, one thing after the other in that shop. And, um, but it was tough, but that's life and you go through things. And I just figured, Hey, that's, that's the way that it is. You know, I remember the day that I got my license, I'd worked so hard. I was able to pull it off. It was my birthday. And the day that I got my license, my teacher actually tried fighting me. I, I don't know. I think she had some problems of her own too. And I'm like, okay, like this is crazy. But once again, life is hard and that's just the way it is. And you have to keep moving forward. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm like moving forward that I got my license and uh, my brother passed away. And when I went to his celebration of life, when I had come back to the shop, my things had been stolen oh. and I'm like, okay, well, the universe is really telling me like, if you don't start listening, right, it's, it gets bad where you have no choice, but to take another direction. Yep. And I, I did, I had to leave. I wanted to leave. I was like, okay, I'm listening. And it was just a really, really hard time in my life. Um, there was just a lot going on. It was like my start over point. It just was, it, it was sort of my clean slate, I guess, you know, um, you really couldn't, I felt like I couldn't get any lower than I was. And so um, I didn't have a place to tattoo. Um, I had just gotten my license. I was still supporting my children. And um, I had to move back in with my mother, you know, just out of this relationship. My brother had just died, had my things stolen. I mean, it's just, it was just a lot, you know, and not yeah. even for me, but also my kids, my kids going through this, my family going through this, my mother, my father going through this, you know. I didn't know what to do, but I just was not going to give up. I'm like, I'm, I've come too far. And so I had a friend, Ben, and um, he had a place here in town called the Makerspace. And it was kind of just like an organization that got together and um, was there for the community. And he had a room there. And, um, you know, he said, gosh, it'd be really nice to kind of have some help here because it's just me doing this. And I said, well, you know, why, why don't I try it? But in order to tattoo, you have to have, uh, you know, there's all these guys guidelines there's all these boxes you have to check off you have to have plumbing you, you have to have you can't have carpet you there's all these things and I, I remember I was so broke and I'm like how am I going to do this but I'm like I'm, I'm just going to do it I'm going to figure it out and um, little by little I did I figured it out I was able to do trade work we were able to get the plumbing in um, we were able to get the flooring in I think my mom had some extra like wooden flooring that she gave me oh wow um, yeah, yeah uh-huh and and it was like just by a shoestring I, I was just, and which has kind of been my whole life, honestly, um, just by a shoestring. And um, 
I was able to get it done. And one of the people that came and helped me um, was Zach and he's so sweet. And, and uh, that's who I'm with now. We've been together for just about eight years now, but I, I met my sweetheart during this whole process too, which is really the special. The universe brought him in too. Yeah. So the shop is just a real, real special place to me. I actually um, had to live there for a little bit. Kids live there and I cried a lot of nights in <laughs> there, you know, and really just kind of worked through a lot of things and um, day by day felt a little better and got up on my feet and, um, and it's just such a special place to me. And I felt like I needed to share that people are like, what is the self-love club? And I'm like, you know, I really, I just can't even tell you in words. It's sort of this feeling, you know? So if I can share this feeling with people and they can take that home with them, like that's, that's wonderful. So that's how the self-love club started. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. And so what made you want to just bring in female tattoo artists and, and apprentices? Like what was that about? Um, I no, it just sort of, it just sort of happened. Um, I mean, it was just me, you know, for a really long time. And uh, the whole lone kitten thing is just because I, I mean, I just always, I was just always a lone kitten. I was just kind of doing things by my rules. I was doing things by myself. I was a single mom. I, I was a lone kitten. I mean, equivalent, I guess, to like a lone wolf, you know, and being a woman and, and going through that and understanding that I felt that maybe I could make it a safe place for women. And I love, don't get me wrong. I love men. I love my grandsons. I love my son. I, I love my father, my, you know, I mean, um, nothing against men at all, but as far as the work environment goes, it's really nice to kind of just have all female. And, and yes, we do tattoo men. People say, well, is it, if it's all female, does that mean you don't, you know, tattoo men? And, and that's not the case at all. We have a lot of like husbands and wives that come in together and, and do that. So um, I just thought it would be a good environment from what I, I had gone through, I felt that maybe I could help um, other women to bring them up, so. Yeah, oh, I love that. I've never heard that story before, and so it all just makes total sense. I thought it was just a really cute name for your business. and It is a like, cute name, I mean, come on. <laughs> but yeah, but hearing the story behind that just makes it, you know, that much more amazing, so. Yeah, thank you for all of that background. And it's, it's an amazing story. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that in their own way. You know, um, especially us, you know, like single mothers in general, and, you know, the, the struggles that we had to go through, I was one for nine years. And so I, I totally understand all of that, you know, and you know what it's like to be a lone kitten. <laughs> yep, you, you do what you have to do and continue having faith that things are going to change and, you know, things are going to get easier and you're going to create the environment that you want to create for your family. And, you know, and hopefully they'll see, you know, okay, this is the impact that I want to make now, you know, because I watched my mother create something from, you know, what she went through and she created a different reality for herself. So I know that it's possible for me, you know, and so you definitely, have made that for your, for your kids as well. And, you know, just like with the reading, like you're the example. And I, I feel that they just, you know, even though they're adults, right? Like all three of them are, are adults now yeah. and like, but they still look up to you. They still, you know, are continuing to follow your example and, 
and, and, and put it in their own way, you know, and that's what I feel like creation is all about is mm-hmm. we create something and then we sit back and watch and see how it evolves and how it starts to create its own thing, you know, even if, even with plants and I know you're a plant lover. And so, you know, same thing, like you start out with one little uh, piece of a plant, you put it in water, let it root, but then you just sit back and nurture it and let it grow its own, you know, creations. And then, oh, now that one can go into another pot and I can take that piece and put it in another thing and see those creations happen. So yeah. yeah, evolving and growth. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And you've definitely changed your reality, you know, just from what I know about, you know, your relationship and like, you found your person, he's, you know, very supportive of you. He's, you know, created a home that is like your dream home, right? <laughs> so yeah, he built it with his hands. Yeah, he's, and so uh, he's my he's my unicorn. Which <laughs> I don't know if he likes the term or not, but I feel like a, a unicorn is something that you hear stories about. It's midget, it's magical, it's myth- mythical. It's it shouldn't like really be here, right? It shouldn't exist. You shouldn't be able to see it, but yet, like it, it, here he is. So yeah, he's he's it's magic. It's it's beautiful. It's magic. He's uh, my unicorn and, and it's wonderful, you know, it's wonderful. And I, I think about it and I'm like, gosh, you know, I understand why I had to go off, go, go through all these things to have you in my life and, and why I would say yes and do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, and he probably looks at you as a unicorn too, you know, and you better no. yeah, right. <laughs> going from where, where you were at when he, you know, when he first met you and then seeing huh that evolution but even in the middle of it like seeing that determination and that spark of I'm not going to give up I'm going to keep going you know Mm -hmm. like that's not something you see in people all the time you know and so it is it is very rare and it's very beautiful so I would say that you're a unicorn too (laughs) (laughs) so going into the self-love club first of all I want to ask you um because I feel like this is something that you created for people again so that they can come they can learn how to love themselves how to support themselves how to really you know embrace who they are as as unique individuals um why do you believe that self-expression is so important first of all i feel like self-expression is important to me personally because growing up and being the person that i am it's always been a little too much for people, you know, it it just has just who I am. It's just too much. Like I remember even getting jobs, things have changed here in St. George. Don't get me wrong. I'm 45 now, you know, but I remember like I had a great resume, right. But people are like, um, well, you know, are you, can you cover your tattoos? Can you do this? Can you not do that? Can you like, you know, just always being kind of like, too much for people. Right. And, and that's okay. Cause we all have our own opinions and, and I'm, and that's fine. I'm not going to argue with anyone. Right. Yeah. But that's kind of where that started is just, you know, just kind of always being me and it being kind of hard for people sometimes. And uh, so I think it's important for people to just kind of 
be okay with themselves, which is hard if you're being you and someone's telling you you're not enough or you're too much or right. That that's like a hard thing. So really just kind of listening uh, to yourself, right. And, and what's important to you and, and loving yourself. And then once you've done that, you can kind of give that to the people around you, your friends, your community. So to me, I just thought it would be kind of a fun club. And I'm like, you know, let's see, let's see how it goes. Maybe it'll be great. And um, it, it did. It ended up being really good. And I love the hosts that we've had on. Um, and everyone just kind of tells their story of self-love and and what it means to them. And then kind of gives you, you know, like a something to go home and practice, you know, which is which is great, too. But um, it's uh, like I said, it, it's kind of hard to describe in words, but it, it's just a feeling. It's a feeling that you get. It's a feeling when you're sitting there and you're listening to the teachers and you're listening to the people sharing, whether you're sharing or whether you're just listening. It's just this raw, genuine feeling. Yeah, for sure. Well, and going into feelings, I, I want to know what you would consider your strongest intuitive gifts to be. I have a lot of dreaming. I do a lot of dreaming. I had a dream about my grandchild that I didn't know that we were having, but I actually just found out today that I'm having a grandbaby, but I had a dream about her. Um, So yeah, dreaming is always like, it's a thing like that just always works with me. But as far as like, maybe like um, people that I'm working with in the community or at work, intuitive being I can hold a place for them. You know, um, a lot of times people open up. Um, a lot of times people are getting tattooed because of um, certain situations they've been through. Maybe they've lost a loved one. Maybe there's a goal that they hit that they're really excited about. I mean, it's just from one spectrum to the other, really. But intuitive being um, knowing that these people need to have that I need a place to hold for them so they can tell me the things that they need so they can express them to me. Um, You know, I remember tattooing and and, and crying while I'm tattooing because I'm doing groups of memorial tattoos for people. And I'm a crier. Like if you're going to cry, like I I just, I can't hold back the tears, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and just being there for them and knowing and knowing what they need in that moment, I guess, you know? Yeah. And, and that's really huge. That's really huge for people that, hold spaces you know we don't think of that as much of like a, a a common intuitive gift or you know something that is just like talked about but it really makes a difference when yeah you can have somebody hold space and it's just a constant like I can be myself and I feel like you hold a space of non-judgment too you know and that and 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 no shame like just mm-hmm. come as you are like you you yeah come be and I, d- I don't judge you. I don't shame you. It's, you know, I just want to see you. I just want to spend time with yeah. you. And so with whatever that looks like. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's humongous. And I love that. And so I believe that's one big reason why the self-love club has taken off, you know, is just the space that you hold for that. You know, it's just like, we're not just learning about ways to do these things, but I'm actually in a space where I believe that that's possible. And I really start to feel myself loving myself because I'm not holding judgment. Like maybe I am when I'm at home or maybe I am when I'm at work or, you know, whatever the case, because those environments are different and they don't hold that space for me. So I want to come to a space where 
I'm getting this information, but I'm also feeling it like that it's really possible and it's really tangible that I can also create a space for myself to be in the space of non-judgment and non-shame. So yeah, totally, totally love that. I know we talk a lot, like when you were tattooing me, we would talk a lot about astrology and 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 that's something that I just completely love. I've always been fascinated with, but yeah. And when you were telling me all these extra things and I was just like still learning, I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And what does this mean? What have you used? Like, have you continued to use astrology in your life with your birth chart? Like what are some of the big things that the big takeaways that you've had with just using that as a tool for yourself? Um, I really like looking at the transits. So it's pretty much you have like your natal chart, but then you're looking at um, what's going to happen during the year and where those planets sit on your natal chart and where they'll be affecting. And and when you do that, you can actually see like your mother and your father. So your father is the sun in your, in your chart and your mother is the moon in your chart. And so my mom actually had a small stroke this year. And we, we did the transits and, and you could see it. I mean, you, you could you could see where that happened and, and where she sat on my chart. Um, I mean, even even just real simple stuff, even like as far as the moon, actually, one of my grandkids has got to get um, a surgery done. Um, just kind of like on his adenoids, they're, they're sort of large and it's, he's having a hard time, but he's little. He's only two. And they don't you know, it like obviously a complication can be bleeding. And so when they got home from the appointment today, they gave the kids a day to go in. They already had like a date for surgery. And I said, okay, well, you know, let me put that on the calendar. And I'm looking at the calendar. It's the 27th and the 27th is a full moon. And I'm like, (laughs) no, like you don't ever go under the knife on full moon. Not happening. Right. Especially in Taurus where the neck is. Right. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, that's like, that's not happening. You know, I tell the kids, okay, I mean, like, I understand you might think this is BS or not, but you know, so even just stuff like that, um, is, is helpful. Um, I think astrology is, is beautiful. I mean, it, it changed my life when I had my natal chart done by one of my best friends, Dorothy. It was the first time in my life that I, I really was able to accept myself. And this was in my thirties. I'm like, man, if I could have only had this done, when in my teenage years, you know, my awkward years, gosh, that would have been wonderful. But since then, it's really just, it's really just changed um, everything. So I'm a Cancer Sun, Cancer Rising, Pisces Moon. So, so I'm all water. All water. And, uh, <laughs> all water. But yeah, you know, and if it's something that you're, you're interested in, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff online too, that you can see now you know, with natal chart readings and things like that, but it definitely um, changed my life. I have a little book with everybody's natal chart in the family. And, and it's kind of interesting how you can even see the connection. Uh, my grandson, I, I know I talk about him a lot. They just, they're, they're like our life right now. Um, the two-year-old and my sweetheart, Zach, they're, they're, they're like this. They're, just as soon as he was born, I mean, they're just like best buddies, you know, and I'm like, you know, why don't we, why we should look at your guys' charts. Let's just like see where this connection is. And they have, um, the same, the same moon in the same degree. So (laughs) yeah, two different houses, but the same moon in the same degree, like they're just, they're there. You can, you can see it by watching them. You can look at their chart and, and you can see it. So sometimes these things that you feel you're able to look 
and, and see it there. And, and you're like, oh my gosh, it is true. Not even like I'm just feeling it, but now I'm seeing it, you know? Yeah. So. Very cool. I love that you're using that as a tool. And have you also done one for your business? Have you created a natal chart for your business? Like from the time that never. business, because I know I that a lot of people, that. Yeah, astrologers do that where you take, okay, when did I officially become a business? And mm -hmm. that's my, that's my business's natal chart. And then you can still out things based off of the current transits and all of that like when do I launch a new thing or when you do I need to plan for this or when's a good time to you know invest or whatever the case like you can wow. do that so I was just curious if you did that but no thank you you just uh, opened a whole other dimension <laughs> for me though I'm definitely gonna have to do that now yeah just <laughs> blew my mind yeah, I haven't done it either, but I want to because yeah, it is it is really cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, can you let You're us welcome. know where we can follow your uh, loan kit and tattoo business and where we can also follow the self-love club and get more information on that? Yeah, I keep it pretty simple. You know, um, it's just Facebook and Instagram, loan kit and tattoos, um, and then Facebook and Instagram for the self-love club at Lone Kitten Tattoos. So, yeah. Very cool. And once again, like I had two of my tattoos from Nicole. She's amazing. So if you're ever in St. George, Utah, definitely book with her if, if that's something that you feel called to. But she does some awesome work. And like she said, she does hold some amazing space. So I would imagine maybe maybe some of the people that, that know me that don't know you maybe watching and they'll be like, oh, who's Naomi? This is what's Nicole doing, right? So you guys, um, Naomi is a psychic medium and she does readings. She's great. She's she's done some for me um, and they've all just really, really rang true. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved this episode, hit follow, share it with a friend, and send me a comment. I read all of the comments myself, and I really love hearing from you. I hope you have an amazing day, and I've definitely got more awesome episodes coming your way. Take care.